Welcome to Gaming Casual, the gaming podcast where we talk about games casually. My name is Sedge, and I am your host, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lightsaber Ninja. A.K.A. King Kaggle. And Control Freak. Good evening, everybody. And boy, howdy. I'm not going to say we have a show for you, because, well, I mean, we do. We technically do have a show for you. This is a show that you're listening to. So how's everybody been? Anybody been playing anything this week? Sadly, no, unless you count the uh, live-action version of uh, Home Simulator. Yeah, House Flipper Simulator. (laughs) Uh, I do count that, actually, because you saying that made me consider buying it. (laughs) Oh, God. No, that game is terrible. I know. (laughs) Uh, that see that's one of those podcast games though you know the games you play and then listen to a podcast while you play it and then suddenly nine hours have passed and you're wondering what you're doing with your life oh that's it's me like normally. it it's like playing euro truck simulator but somehow less fulfilling <laughs> light what about you you've been playing anything this week oh you know what i i i mean i do ish but the audience doesn't so why don't you fill them in I mean, fine. I thought it'd be more of a discussion, but uh, I got my hands on some Death Stranding. There we go. See, this is how we kick off the discussion, because I have also been playing the Death Stranding this week. Ah, yes. Postman Simulator starring Yoshi and the crying Mario. (laughs) Yeah, you're, well, you're not wrong, considering rocking the baby is a game mechanic, (laughs) except don't rock it too hard. Rock the baby. Not shake the baby. Rock the baby. Yeah, uh, there was only one kick time. Kick the we baby. Had to... Don't kick the baby. There was only one time we had to soothe BB, and my brother was playing. <laughs> Oddly enough, when he violently shook the controller, it gently rocked the baby. And when he rocked the controller, it just held it. <laughs> Apparently, his uh, motion sensors are going on. Fritz. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the gyroscope in your brother's controller is fucked. Yeah, it was it was odd to say the least. How how far did you guys get in it? So technically, I I didn't make it to chapter three yet. So you haven't actually gotten to the game. No, but I uh, I cheated over the weekend because I wasn't able to make it over there. Uh, he just got there like two days ago, and he has been doing side quests ever since to try to delay any real story moments but uh Aww. but i cheated over the weekend and just watched some other uh stuff on. I, but i got it okay. i got enough to have a decent first impression i mean getting through most of chapter two you pretty much have a good impression of what the game is going to entail yeah Ex- wasn't... except in except in the realm of combat because you don't get your combat weapons until chapter three yeah. Yeah, but then, like, there was uh, that huge display of combat and stuff from Kojima recently, like, before the game dropped. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Well, because he had to explain to somebody what the hell the gameplay was and if it was just going to be wandering the hills, delivering packages. Oh, thank you, UPS man. You've brought my semen samples. (laughs) <laughs> so I I want to I want to get into the game a little bit though like like first impressions here. Uh one whole thing feels like a metaphor for why you should appreciate Hideo Kojima. You don't say. Well, because you know, his metaphors aren't usually uh 
subtle, but the the whole delivery man aspect, I think, is. Because on face value, you'd just be like, yeah, those UPS workers and Amazon people, I, I feel for them. And then the other thing I want to say is, like, it's both hilarious, really cool, and the dumbest, most outrageously stupid thing where the packages double as anime armor. Oh, like when you have them on your shoulders and legs? Yeah, like when you're fully loaded up, just trekking through. Well, where where the metaphor hit me uh, was because my brother just, like, you know, we just started. We loaded up with literally everything we possibly could and started walking. And as I was watching him traverse uh, the wilderness, I was just like, God, that... That seems so hard. <laughs> that just that seems so freaking hard. And and well, when you think about it, like yeah, that, what a difficult journey. Norman Reedus, his character Sam Bridges, is the strongest man to ever live. Oh yeah. Like, you're loading him up for a delivery, and you see the skyscraper you're carrying on your back, mm-hmm. and you're just like. How does this man's spine not snap? Like, it makes sense whenever you get, like, an exosuit later in the game. But, like, but even then, that's only you on your legs. Start, when you first start, it's just a glorified backpack. Like, yeah. he's got to be carrying that with every ounce of his body. Uh, it's, I was after say. the fourth... Yeah. Without, without, without doing story spoiler here, but still kind of a delivery spoiler, uh, there's a point where you got to deliver a corpse to an incinerator very early on. And after like the fourth time that we landed on the corpse after <laughs> tripping and falling I was just thinking like uh, what, 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 what an arduous journey. It's okay. There's a point in chapter two where you get a bike and you think oh good, a bike. That's going to make my, my job easier. No. <laughs> no. No, the driving controls are ass, and that bike does not like rocks. Yeah, the the smallest rock will screw your momentum up. And every time you hit a rock, your packages take damage. In that entire, like, opening tutorial thing, that was the most damage I had ever done to a package. Oh, that time that we loaded up with every package, uh, not knowing what we were doing, we got caught in time fall. Ooh. And you know, the there's the constant codec calls. Uh but even though they were like, hey, you, you should find some cover because time fall, we literally just stood in the rain for the whole uh of the experience of the of the entire weather moment. I does time fall like if it starts while you're randomly traversing the world, does it stop at some point? Yeah. So like, like can said, you we, can you find we, a cave to wait in? Yeah, so that's what we were supposed to do is find literally any shelter cuz it damages your uh gear too. Yeah. Just like falling does. Um or your gear and your packages, everything. But no, we literally trekked through the wilderness for the entire duration of the time fall. They warned us like 10 minutes before, then it started. And we went through the entire rain until it stopped. Yeah, I did that too. 
But I I was already I moved pretty swiftly <clears throat> through it, so I didn't get much damage on the containers, so I'll take it. I mean, it's... we finished with a C, so was it really that bad to begin with? I haven't you you actually got a C? Yeah. I I okay. Well, then I feel like an asshole for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Haven't finished a mission with lower than an S ranking yet. No, every other mission was an S. This is like like I said, we went through the entire time fall damaged everything. And we uh. only got a C. And uh also we're playing at the highest difficulty because my brother's an asshole. Oh, oh, see I'm playing on normal cuz I like want to enjoy the game. Like a regular person should do when you start a game. Especially a Kojima game. Especially yeah. a Kojima game, which I start those on easy because I know that there's going to be bullshit mechanics. So I, I do want to point out Norman Reedus's character at the early stages is like they relentlessly max... called by his full government, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, he's normally okay. carrying what, like 125 kilos? hundred thirty is a uh, is a pretty big stack. Considering hundred and twenty five kilos is two hundred and seventy five pounds. Fuck. Yeah, On you have to think. Spine. This dude is just stacked to high hell with a bunch of crates. On average, for about three hundred pounds, and he's just trucking. This dude's thighs must be made of steel. He's got the best quads ever to, to throw a little reference into an old D&D podcast me and Light used to listen to. His quads hmm. are glorious. Apparently. Like. Oh, it, I will say, okay, one thing I really love about this game huh. is the... Oh my is, god, I, I couldn't figure out what you were talking about. Yeah. That's awesome. Go ahead. <laughs> um, One thing I will say about this game that's fucking awesome... I love the soundtrack. I got annoyed immediately. Really? You didn't like this? I All those songs were super chill and relaxing. I, well, okay, so I like the songs. I Clearly, though, that trip to Iceland is everything about this game. From, from the design of the terrain to the fact that that band that does the I'll Keep Coming, like, he seems to have used their entire album. <laughs> yep. I think Low Roar's entire discography is in this game. Now, I'm not even going to lie. Good. <laughs> the songs are good, but hearing them like every five minutes got old. Oh, see, I, I don't know. That I didn't first, have that problem with it. Our first, like, how long did we play? I don't know. It, it was a multi-hour chunk because it had to be, you know? Yeah. Um, Our first multi-hour chunk, uh, I, I heard more song i heard the amount of songs you'd hear if there were no commercials on the radio huh i didn't think it was that many i thought it was only like three or four yeah we but... we listened to like 12 of them it got really repetitive <laughs> oh hmm. i i i did i guess i didn't have that problem or if i did i didn't notice because i was too ingrained in making sure my package got to where it was going safely which is what <laughs> i'm gonna say about this game I was very skeptical about it. Like when I found out essentially it's mailman simulator with a really confusing story. Yeah. But man, which I want to touch on. 
getting those packages to where they need to be in a safe condition and evading time falls and BTs and building stuff and finding the fastest route, like, you get into that. Like, it sucks you in yeah. and then suddenly five hours have passed. It It's very Kojima for me in that I can nitpick it until the heat death of the universe. Of oh no! Don't I just don't like about it, and yet I'm compelled to keep playing. Don't get me wrong; there are things about that game that can suck a fat dick. <laughs> oh yeah, like I, I could do. I'm trying to think of one right now because I know there's something, and it's it. Like it's a... nice to have a game that actually acknowledges how rough it is to uh, traverse. Um. To go hiking with but a backpack. It's also super annoying. If if your character wasn't about to fall over every two minutes, like every step, like I said, the the first corpse that you have to transport is a very important person in the I story. Would say that if you weren't loading your character up with more boxes than he is tall, he probably wouldn't be ready to fall over every two minutes. Well, if that's the whole point of the game. Even when you don't, you're still falling over. Yeah. Uh, it, and, it's all and about again, balance is the whole thing with that. And that that's person. Kojima's big plan. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. But that, that first corpse, man, like we fell on them. <laughs> we, fell on, we fell backwards and landed on the corpse, and Sam just is like, ooh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Oh man. Also, yeah. I okay. So he's got that uh, that phobia of being touched, right? Yeah. And he recoils is... from known. Like I understand when he's in a room with these people and he recoils t from them because of the you know don't touch me phobia. Mm-hmm. But he recoils from holograms. Because well, he thinks they're going to touch him. Also, can we call it a phobia whenever he has, like, clearly a legitimate allergic reaction? To being touched? Yeah. Oh, is that what is that what happened with Fragile? Yeah. He had an allergic reaction to her skin? That's why her, well, not just her skin, just to being touched. But that's oh. why her, her hand mark remains. Also, I want to get into this for a second. This bothers me with his storytelling in general. They, He goes out of his way to spill exposition all the time, but it's never relevant. No. Like, they no. name the phobia of being touched, then they reiterate that that is the phobia of being touched, in case you don't know the official name of it. And... That is not pertinent information, but then they load you up with BBs, BTs, Timefall, uh, the the UCA. Like they just start naming shit in the world that he, as a, the protagonist, it'd be nice if he wasn't familiar with because we're not familiar with. That's the shit you need to explain to players. Instead, that's that... all hidden in like you know, uh, codex and appendices. Yeah. But then they go out and explain all the shit that's irrelevant. Yeah, no, that's totally Kojima storytelling. There was a part, they explained something, gave it its, like, scientific name. I, I don't even think it was his, uh, his, his, um, uh, thing with being touched. 
I think it was uh, something involving the science behind Chirelium. Okay. Or whatever, which is, you know, their fancy material. Mm-hmm. Unobtainium. And, yeah, ba- it's their unobtainium, yeah. Like, they're explaining something with it, and they're like, oh, Chirelium is, you know, comes from the beach. And th- yeah. and uh, it's super rare. And then at the end of it, they're basically like, it's our most valued resource because it's how we build everything. It's like, okay, guys, there was a big chunk of dialogue there that you could have just sliced out. Oh, yeah. Uh, with, the, with the touch thing, um, he explained, I'm pretty sure, that the uh, Guillermo del Toro character says the official name, explains that that's the phobia being touched, uh, and then immediately drops the beach, the UCA, and the president, and, like, things that w- would be very helpful to know, he just, like, one after the other drops them like it's nothing. And Sam's just like, oh, yeah, I get that. I don't. You're a repatriate, <laughs> Sam. That, yeah. means you c- that means you can come back after you die. You're one of the which... patriots. Metal Gear. Oh, this game's I, very much Metal Gear. I honestly would oh. not be surprised if at the end of this game you just hear the roar of Metal Gear Ray and fucking Snake walks out of the goddamn time fall just kept you waiting, huh? Well, Sam is clearly Snake. The mission setup is clearly the same as Metal Gear. It's just even more Kojima is the big boss, is Snake. You know what I mean? Um, and... This feels like a counterpart to MGS5 in a lot of ways. Uh, where MGS5 did the base building of Peace Walker, brought the consoles, this one seems to have taken and evolved the multiplayer aspects into something yeah. that's really cool. Um, um, it's going to turn out that the other side of the beach is the zombie apocalypse from Metal Gear Survive. I don't think it'll be related at all, but that would be it's, fun. I mean, it's not going to be because Kojima doesn't own the Metal Gear license, but yeah. I you you said that on stream yesterday. It's while we were pl- while I was playing, you uh, said that it's like, oh, so this is just the other side of the sandy desert from Metal Gear Survive. Yeah, in, instead of sand and zombies, you have well, what did I end up saying? I think it was like, grass and ghosts. No, it it was water and uh, water and something. Might have been water and ghosts, but yeah, no, it, was it was just a, like what the hell. It was water and Cthulhu. That's right, water and Cthulhu instead of sand and zombies. Hmm. Also, yeah. fighting those BTs, basically just hucking grenades at them, is very Duke Nukem. It's um, it's weird. It's, um... The game is very strange. Very polarizing. No. We definitely called it whenever we said that, you know, this will be a game that ends up with a great community. Well, yeah. But, I, uh, I said, but it's not going to be for everyone. No, absolutely not. But I said this on. That... Well, go ahead. I, I said it on stream yesterday. Because, you know, the more you, you play the game, obviously, the more you see the creations that people have left in the world. And the bullshit. So. Time. I'm sitting here like, you really want to make this game easy on yourself? Wait a year. Yeah. Because then every possible route, like, you won't be able to really find any new routes after a year. 
because there will be signs and bridges and people will just leave vehicles in places. No, it'll be zip line. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll be the future zip of the game is zip line. Yeah, and it'll just be you can just go through the game on the hardest difficulty because everybody will have essentially left you a path to get through every hazard you could possibly imagine. Ah, oh, sweet. A line of 50 ladders across the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but what is interesting about how polarizing and different this game is is that this is Kojima's attempt to make a fam quote-unquote familiar game before he gets into the weird shit. Yes. Before. <laughs> that's his that's his quote. Now I just this does not feel that traditional or familiar. Yeah, that worries me. What the hell is he thinking? But that's another thing that got me is uh I think that this would work better as a TV show. Well everything um, Kojima puts out would work better as a TV show or a movie. Because then it would be well, like, okay, I can watch this five times to actually understand what the hell yeah. they just said to me. Well, I bring, I bring it up because like he has announced that his studio, now that he has an independent studio, they're, they're going to branch off into films and stuff. I think maybe the, the storyline with this one could have saved for that. I'm wondering if Kojima's a bad game designer. He So, Kojima is a he is a great storyteller. Like, he, he can weave a he's web a, as... I think he's a great director. I, I can give him director as well. But that's the thing. Like, he he even said himself, it's like he wants to branch out into... This yeah, yeah. was kind of his midpoint between making a game and making a movie, which is why when you're in an action or a combat sequence, it's not heavy gun action you're not pulling out a rocket launcher and a machine gun to you know fight the giant robot or the army of dudes it's you the one maybe two things trying to kill you and you throwing out stop gaps yep yeah because i think everything to deal with at least the non-bt enemies right now is distraction and incapacitation now, they explain that in the lore of the game of why you don't want to just murder people. Yeah. Because it ends badly for the world. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's all but, incapacitation. Like, you're not supposed to fight. The ever. reason why I ask about that being a bad game designer is just because uh, it, it, it has nothing to do with this gameplay. I think that that's unique. I think it's fun. Um, even some of the bullshit I still think has innovation built into it that somebody can learn from and make better. Like, the whole strand system, I think, will grow. Somebody's going to take that concept and make it better. Somebody uh, keep it even... far away from Ubisoft so they don't decide that they need to put something like that into Beyond Good and Evil 2. Hmm. Well, we still have to see that not be vaporware. Um, but the reason I ask if he's a bad game designer is because every mission is the same and it feels the same as MGS5 and Peace Walker before it and just kind of all of them. It's pick the mission, 
go to, you know, go from point A to point B. Pick the mission, go from point A to point B. Like, it's a very linear progression. And I just wonder if he's just bad at designing games. Yeah, his, his... He's good at moment-to-moment detail. It was one of the reasons why I was worried when you had all these, like... You have all these big-name celebrities talking about how great this game is and stuff like that. It's like, you guys aren't game designers, so you you don't know what should go into a good game. Kojima is a great storyteller but I don't think he knows what would go into make a good game. Make no, a good he's, movie? He's definitely probably. good at being an auteur. Yeah. Uh, MGS5, all the stupid extra bullshit, everything you can do, and, and how they did the AI and all that, that was all great, but the thing that really makes MGS5's gameplay click is the level designers who built the in-between bases. Kojima didn't do that, you know what I mean? Yeah, and th- now that we don't have that for Death Stranding, I just think it's very apparent that he doesn't know how to do any. The entire game is delivery fetch quest. Yeah, and yeah, technically they they said that at the start that that's what it was going to be. Yeah, I don't. I I am very shocked. I think that. I think one of the things that made this polarizing amongst Kojima fans is everybody thought that he was holding something back. Even though the entire lead up to this game, he seems to have been more transparent than he's ever been. But I think at some point people are just used to Kojima. So they're like, oh, he's being transparent, quote, you know, massive air yeah. quotes. And the game yeah, is going to be... It's actually going to be Silent Hill, or it's going to be Metal Gear, and you're... I wonder about the guy, that one YouTube channel that made at least 12 whole hours worth of content convinced that this was secretly Metal Gear. I wonder how he felt to play the game and be like, oh shit, this is... The first four hours of the game is just everything he ever demoed. Yeah. And every trailer for the game was in those first mm-hmm. two hours of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, you saw the Norman Reedus naked on the beach with the baby that disappeared. You saw the void out. Oh, that reminds me. Um, the shit with Fragile. So when my brother and I get together to play games, particularly nowadays, we don't take ourselves as seriously as if we were playing on our own. And so as soon as we had control of Sam for the first time, I made him jump off a cliff. Of course you did. <laughs> and How did I that go very... for you? Uh, you get the reincarnation scene, which made no sense, except there was no BB with you. And so when it went down his throat, we got that gross, broken toy baby doll. The one Ew. with the weird, winky eye. Ew. Awkward and strange and... Mildly disconcerting. Yeah, Very a little confusing. bit. And I'm talking as soon as you get control after the fragile cutscene. Was there a crater left where you died? Nope, just DNA strands floating to the sky. <laughs> huh. And then we climbed down safely to because we thought it was a Dark Souls. Huh. 
Okay. I, I mean, I thought they made it so, like, if you died in the game, then, you know, you caused the... The, the thing. void out? Nope. Yeah, you caused the void out, and it would affect the landscape, so... In theory, you could just die a whole bunch and then carve your way through the landscape. <laughs> I'm sure that's totally what they want you to do. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I wonder if that'll affect anybody else's game. Uh, wouldn't that be funny? It'd be like the nukes in Fallout 76 that didn't do shit. Oh, man, you could carve... Uh... Just carve a giant ditch around the starting area. Well... <laughs> You could carve a straightaway and then plop down a zip line. Where are you getting the zip line stuff from? Is that a late game thing, you think? It comes a little later. It's one of the PCCs. It's one of the construction things you can get. Oh. And I only bring it up because uh, I thought it was a nifty idea. And I was like, yeah, this, it might help on mountains. And then IGN proved that it can help you S rank any mission in like two minutes flat. <laughs> Fair enough. You Just can set literally up five zip, zip lines between every town. You can put zip lines up uh, from ev every base to the other base. Jesus. So yeah, essentially, while I hook myself in. How much do you need me to deliver? Six thousand tons of cargo. Well, that was the thing. Was uh, he had uh, two the. He had two missions for one, like two deliveries for one area, and it's way too much to carry. And he just loaded it all up and took a zip line. It's like, and then I won. Basically. I mean, all right. I just got to chapter three, so I just got to where everybody's saying the game actually starts. Hmm. So we'll see how fucking weird and the story gets from there. Yeah, but... and to clarify for any and all listeners, like the, these are not this is not a review. These are yeah. our early impressions of the game. Yeah. The good guys will become the bad guys. The bad guys will still be bad guys, but they're not actually as bad a guys because they're actually going against the good guys who are actually bad guys. And then there are the people who are in the middle who uh Weren't actually doing anything, but weren't helping anyone, so you could kill them anyways. And then the Patriots will show up, and this will all set up for the virtuous mission. Look, you guys need to appreciate all of the struggle Kojima goes through to deliver you the package you want. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to play it anymore. I'm just going to be a little bit hyped for Jedi Fallen Order on Friday. No, I'm just going to go watch The Postman now <laughs> while having the soundtrack to Yoshi's Story playing in the background. With just a little bit of Waterworld thrown in for yeah. the action scenes. Um, yeah, so that's our first impressions of Death Stranding. Uh, we got a little bit of... I, I got one thing to say in terms of gaming news that I saw this week. And that was the creator of Overwatch came out and basically said he did not agree with uh, Blizzard's decision on Blitzchung's suspension. Hmm. Hey, I so, think I remember seeing that uh, statement. Yeah, so he he's not on board with that, so... Well, he's about to get fired. Yeah, I, was, I I said that to a friend of mine yesterday. I was like, 
So yeah, he came out and said this, and I bet you in a week he won't have a job and Overwatch will have a new director. Yeah. Overwatch 2 is very interesting, too, everything that they're planning on. That. Yeah, except it's just a glorified expansion pack. or Overwatch next, PvE it, it, edition. It's just an expansion pack with PvE. Which, personally, I'm okay with. I would probably, like, if I wasn't ambivalent towards Blizzard currently, I'd probably pick it up and enjoy the hell out of it because that type of shit is totally up my alley. Yeah, and the PvP shit from Overwatch was fun. It's really nice, though, that they're giving everything to the Overwatch 1, like, all the important shit to the Overwatch 1 player. Yeah, all the new game modes and maps go to that so they don't split the community, but if you want the new skins and all that, you have to buy Overwatch 2. Yeah, that's neat. Which, it, it's neat, but as Control said, if I wasn't, you know, kind of miffed at Blizzard right now, I would care. Some subject of Blizzard in China. Oh, dear. Tencent Games. Ah, yes. How, how did you describe them before recording? The podcast boogeyman? Yeah, the official boogeyman of the podcast. What did Tencent do? So, in addition to having a majority stake in Epic, so if you buy anything Epic, it it, it behooves uh, Tencent. Oh, shit, I didn't know they had a majority uh, stake in there. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not either. They pumped in billions. That's how uh that's how the Fortnite model came about basically. Um and then they have a minority stake in Ubisoft. Also they, no surprise. Uh, they recently made a deal with Nintendo so that they could bring the Switch to uh China because, you know, consoles are still kind of leery there however in their press release for it they talked about not just being excited that they're bringing the switch but being excited to have access to nintendo characters for their games <laughs> and oh boy uh, nintendo yeah nintendo hasn't brought anything up about it but just the idea of like mario in fortnite no mario no. inside cod mobile no <laughs> I mean, sure, but I'm thinking more like the next Mario game on Switch being free-to-play with all of Tencent's monetization. And then Nintendo goes down in flames. Well, Nintendo wouldn't, though, because, you know, the, the Nintendo fanboys or the people who are in the know or even just casually seeing from the outside like us, it, it's like, oh, will you just wait for the official Nintendo game? We all know Nintendo takes a long time to make games. So what if the what if that load is then what if it's offloaded to Tencent to make sure that more releases come out fast? And we don't know what kind of characters they'd have access to, or if they were just speaking out of their ass or whatnot. But it's still a scary proposition given how big Tencent is becoming. The Legend yeah, no. of Zelda. <laughs> Spodermans. <laughs> Tencent. Uh, Little splash screen is on is at the start of the latest Men in Black film. Oh yeah, because well, yeah, but studios. Well, that's that's a Hollywood thing where, over the past what is it five years, I'd have to say 
25, maybe even up to 50% of movies that have come out have in some way, shape, or form been like, China's not all that bad. Well, I know that we cater to China. That's why the Blizzard bullshit happened. Yeah. Because it's a it's a huge market, but it's dictated by the government, so you literally can't badmouth. Yeah. My thing is though that Tencent is getting their funding fingers into everything. And that's what's scary. I'm tentative, but not horribly worried. Like, okay. You guys are like, you know, I, I'd check out Overwatch if it wasn't for the bullshit with Blizzard. But are you playing any Epic games? Are you playing any Ubisoft games? Currently, no, not Ubisoft. I stopped playing Ubisoft when they shot Ghost Recon in the foot. <laughs> so literally still, the last release? I still play Epic games. Yeah. I mean, Borderlands. And that's what I mean. So by doing that, you are helping out uh, mainland China. You're taking the same side as Blizzard. Whether you knew it or not. Not necessarily. The issue with Blizzard is how they handled the situation. That is my issue with it. I don't care if they cater to China. Hollywood caters to China. Our government caters to China. Because, yes, as you have said, China is a fucking massive market. Gaming, if they didn't cater to it in some way, shape, or form, a lot of companies would probably be out of business. Yeah, but this isn't just selling games to that huge market. This is that market actively infiltrating every other market yeah I, I don't i mean you say infiltrating but yes they have their they have their fingers in a lot of cookie jars they invest in a lot of different companies and That's i do want to point out you get your I do want to point out there is absolute total hypocrisy because if it was the other way around if epic games had a majority stake in tencent to infiltrate the the Chinese market, I'd be better with it. Obviously, like like there is a hypocrisy. I don't think anybody argued the hypocrisy of it. Honestly, I mean, we we literally in the span of a couple sentences went from going, "Oh, Blizzard's a bunch of bastards for what they did," to, "Oh yeah, uh, Borderlands is pretty good." So, I. <laughs> I feel like my words are slightly twisted. Um, again, I was I was just I, using Borderlands as an example. Well, no, it's uh, I I am looking down at what Blizzard has done, not because they explicitly catered to what's going on in China. Part of it was because they didn't want to showcase politics with their gaming. The downside is is that everything coming out of China right now is politics and so yeah. they tried to shut it down as quickly as they could before it spiraled out the problem was they shut it down in the worst possible way that is my judgment against them i don't care that they're you know cuddling up with tencent because they want to get in on the million dollar probably billion dollar you know money sink 
that is out there. I'm fine. Do your business, but don't be assholes to the people that give you your business, that give you your fans, that give you your money. Don't be a dick to them. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Don't be an asshole. Just be nice. Anyway. It's like, there's your random singing for the week, I guess. Yeah. Thank you, Rolling for Soup, for showing up at my tiny apartment to sing that 30 seconds of a song. It was more like 10, but hey. It, it doesn't matter. Fight me. Uh, I mean, I got gloves in my car. Yeah, and you're also a couple hundred miles away? Something like that. Yeah, so I, I'm not too worried. I got some days off. Oh, boy. <laughs> Don't you have work to do? I got some days off. Oh, God. All right, well, coming soon to the Sedge Gaming YouTube channel. Uh, yeah. A butterball getting his ass beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. We're going to take a short break here, guys, uh, to play some promos. As you all know, if any of you have actually listened to our last episodes, we are part of a podcast conglomerate known as Next Wave and Alternative Reality Radio. And you're about to hear some promos from some of our some other awesome shows that are part of that group. So sit back, enjoy the promos. Go check out those other shows. And we will be back in just a moment. Hey guys, Snow here. I just wanted to give a real quick oh, intro. Snow, what are you doing? Uh, Grog, I'm in the middle of oh, something. I can see that. Wait, wait a minute. Microphone, headset, script. Are you recording the new promo? Yes, Grog, I was recording the new promo. Well, without me, but I'm the master of toast. Plus, I've been practicing. Okay, fine. You can help. I'll read the script. Just chime in when you feel like you have something important to say. Yes! Hi, guys. Snow here. And Rogue. <laughs> I just wanted to give a real quick introduction to our podcast, Missing Role Player Found. We are an actual play Pathfinder podcast following the adventures of the Odd Guild. That's my guild. We were all living our normal lives until we tried the latest MMORPG. And that's when we found out we were all trapped in the game and we could die. Oh, but don't worry. We still find plenty of time to have fun. Sometimes a little too much fun, if you know what I mean. Yes, Grog, I think we all do. And that's why it took us so long to finish the last floor. Hey, that one wasn't my fault. Any of that sound interesting? Why don't you check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Nailed it. I'm Harrison. I'm Jordan. Well, I am Harrison. I'm fucking Jordan. All right! And we're, we're the, the Grief Rio Podcast. Podcast. Let us be your unnatural Sherpa guides on this existential plane of mountainous game and movie exploration. And don't forget about that spookiness that lives within us all. But mainly in you, you spooky bitch. I'm offended. We've been voted the best podcast to listen to by many. By many? That means a few. That's more than one. This ought to be very. We'll see you on the next episode of Grief Burrito. Yeah! Yeah! Hey, this is Liz. Hey, this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. 
We are talking Star Wars, Star Trek, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. See you soon. What's up, nerds? This is Rich, the host of the Three Fat Nerds podcast. I would like to invite you to check out our podcast. We have two shows every week, and both of our shows are about everything that is pop culture and nerdum. That's right. We talk about movies. We talk about comics. We talk about video games. We talk about role-playing games. We talk about Dungeons and & Dragons, and so much more. You can find us anywhere you get podcasts just by searching Three Fat Nerds. Also, while you're at it, go ahead and like our page on Facebook, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 3FatNerdsPod. And of course, you can check out our website, 8122Productions.com. Most importantly, I hope you enjoy the show. With that being said, there's only one thing left to say. That's later, nerds. Hey, I'm Lucas, the host of Wonder Soul, a weekly podcast series featuring a variety of topics dealing with life's many passions and experiences. Join me and friends each week as I discuss topics ranging from pop culture to real life conversations that all can find relatable. New episodes bring new guests and new topics and release every Friday. More content can be found on Wonder Soul's YouTube and Twitch channels. Stay up to date and connect with Wonder Soul through social media by following us on Twitter and Instagram. And we hope that you enjoy Wonder Soul wherever you listen to podcasts. So do good and take care. Hey, we're back. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed those promos. Like I said, go check out those other awesome shows. Uh, and now we're getting into our main-ish topic for the night, which is our, well, uh, a couple weeks ago, it was the 10th anniversary of Uncharted 2. So we figured we'd uh, give a nice little introspective on the Uncharted series, at least the first three games. Sorry, Uncharted 4. Eh. And that one that came out for the Vita. Golden Abyss. Yeah, that one. Um, but yeah, so that we're just lost gonna... to the abyss. Yeah. And uh, lost legacy. Oh yeah. Forgot about that one. Um, yeah. So we're just going to talk a little bit about at least the first three uncharted games starting with yeah. uncharted one. Well, I figure we can focus mostly on two, but the only yeah, one I didn't play. You didn't wow. play two. Nope. Really? It's you the skipped two and played one and three? I played one, three, and four. So, what I do want to say on one, it was new for the hardware. Uh, Naughty Dog had decided that the PS3 was powerful enough that they could do human characters. They focused a lot on the animation. Amy Hennig is a brilliant game designer and uh, uh, director. And uh, the game is Poopy Dukes. Uh, I don't I think go that far. I don't think a single person should play uh, Drake's Fortune unless it's the PS4 remaster. Wow. Harsh. 
that yeah, that's harsh criticism. I will say the gunplay in Drake's fortune is weird. Drake holds the pistols like he's afraid of them. Uh, there's literally aiming is a joke. It's it's guesswork. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 the you're not wrong. All the all the forced motion. Yeah, but that was when they were doing that with everything. I mean, Killzone had an arbitrary thing where you had to use the six access to twist a valve. Hell, that was well, weird. The fucking remake of the Godfather game for PS3, you had to use the six access to punch people. I did not know that, and that sounds god awful. It was not. It's not great. I bought it because I love the Godfather game. You poor man. It was a good game. <laughs> All of the forced implementation of the the six axis was trash, and Uncharted really suffered for it. Also, that first game, the three aspects of the game: the you you have uh, the climbing, puzzle solving, and shootouts. And the first game is one where they really feel like distinct elements. Yeah. Also, the first game had that... They've all kind of had, like, a supernatural, but it's, like, pseudoscience-y supernatural to it. It's modern uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Except the first game. Because you were fighting wretches on a Nazi U-boat. <laughs> Just pointing that out there. Honestly, I... Like, you... You both seem to have had a very bad experience with the first. <laughs> like, I no, don't know what it is. Well, I, go ahead, go. I disagree. I I enjoyed the first one. If I hadn't, I wouldn't have gone and played the other two. Okay, that is that is true. But no, like I played the first one, and I won't deny that the gunplay in the first one was pretty bad. But I actually I enjoyed. The uh, the climb system, I enjoyed the puzzles they had. I loved the environments. Like, the game oh, yeah. was beautiful. Top I mean, to except bottom. Except for Drake and Elena. Oh, I wasn't talking about the character models. I barely paid yeah, attention. Yeah, the, the environments are beautiful. <laughs> Drake is the man with the chocolate box hair. <laughs> that looks like it'll, yeah, that looks like it'll pop off like a Lego. But um, no, e even with like the subpar shooting, like I think I played through it on the hardest difficulty and didn't really have much issue. Huh. Now the weird Mayan gold creating shadow demony thingies within the Russian secret sub lap whatever stuff that was a little bit of a stretch. But so I mean, I it, ultimately I it was even, still fun, and I never there was never a point. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Um, the game itself, like I never wanted to stop playing it, except for the one time where I just kept getting murked by one asshole with a grenade launcher. Mm. Like this dude just kept killing me, and it pissed me the fuck off. Right, and I think the game was designed to constantly have a good flow like you go from one segment to the next and it always felt very fluid there weren't too many jarring changeovers right 
And, and I think it was, it, I, I would say it's because it was designed like a. It, yeah. It was de- yeah. Light, what were you going to say? I apologize for cutting you off. You know, anyway, it's not that big. A deal. Like, I won't get to it anyway. So I'm at a little bit of a disadvantage here. I came into the generation late. I started with a 360. It took a while before I got it. I don't think I got a PS3 until 2012. Um, I, by that point, the entire trilogy was out. I started with Uncharted 2. And then I had to go back to the early PS3 game of Uncharted 1. I never finished. Oh, see, now that, that's where you get it. Because Uncharted 2, all the problems I had with Uncharted 1, and this is similar to uh, Assassin's Creed as a series, like, the first Never Assassin's play Assassin's Creed 1. No, just don't do it. Just play 2. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, like, I played Assassin's Creed 1, and while, like, mechanically it was a very good game, it was ridiculously boring and clunky. The second yeah, one two fixed was a major step up all of my problems. And melded everything together, just like Uncharted did. Uh, the Arkham series, it did that too. I think, personally, for me, City's better than Asylum. I... Even though I love the entire thing. Um, but yeah. But yeah, so it, it's the... Since it is the 10th anniversary of Uncharted 2, I feel like we should talk quite a bit about Uncharted, Uncharted 2. Uncharted 2 is so good. What a great sequel. What an amazing... It opens in media res uh, with just a thrilling set piece. Oh, yeah, because it opens on the uh, crash train, right? Yep. As great your... tutorial. Yeah, great tutorial. And all the visuals from the first game are now improved upon, so it is a stunningly gorgeous game. It still holds up to this day. Yeah. Even the non-remastered version, I, 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 it's a game I frequently go back to. Uh, and Uncharted 2 was so good that it actually got my partner to watch the Indiana Jones trilogy. Really? Which she is now a huge fan of, yeah. And Well, that's awesome. And think, uh, I, I'm just going to credit Uncharted 2 with this. That's the reason Tomb Raider got rebooted in the style that it did. It's kind of funny that for the first Uncharted, they, they were calling it Dude Raider. <laughs> and... That series ended up inspiring Tomb Raider whenever they finally rebooted it. And they were all inspired by Indiana Jones, so this is just a horrible, vicious circle we find ourselves in. Thankfully, nobody got inspired. No, wait. By Uncharted 2, that ends up becoming a huge success. And and again, I, I dogged on Uncharted 1. If you've never played the Uncharted series, seriously, either skip it or play the rematch. Um... But they put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into that first one, and they just upped their game so hard for the second. And the second one was such a success that Sony tried to shop around an Uncharted movie, which currently, despite still being in development hell, has Tom Holland attached to. As young Uh, Nathan Drake. Yep. And Nathan Fillion as old Nathan Drake? No, that was a fan-made thing that had him. I know. 
I wish. Um, I I, I, I <laughs> wanted it so bad. I still want it. On that subject, I love Nathan Fillion, but if you're going to cast his old ass, why not just use uh, what's his dick, the voice actor anyway? Oh, Nolan North? Mm-hmm. Because Nathan Fillion's still good. Fuck you. I'm not... Again, I love Nathan Fillion, but why? It, they're about the same age, and Nolan North even looks a little bit more like Drake already. Yeah, but is isn't Nolan like North that. a little heavier, like a little no. heavier set? I thought. No, not much more than Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Uh. I w- okay. So speaking of Drake, right? Well, hold on. I do want to say, hold on. They tapped. Uh, uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg to write the Uncharted movie. And those guys went through many scripts <clears throat> before eventually just landing at, we can't do it because all we'd be doing is making Indiana. <laughs> so go yeah. ahead. Okay, so let's let's take a minute here to talk about Drake as a person. Because he's an asshole. Of the highest caliber. An endearing, a, uh, an endearing asshole. A lovable bro. Yeah. <laughs> but, boy howdy. The decisions he makes, I am surprised more people have not died around him. Hmm. Well, I love the idea, the concept they say that whenever you start, uh, whenever you're in a gun battle and you start getting the red marks, those are not Drake getting hit by bullets. That's Drake's luck running out. And it's the bullet that kills you is the one that actually hit. Yeah. I, I remember that. Cool that. Um, but... As somebody who started with Uncharted 4, I liked Chloe so much more than Elena that I was actively upset that Drake went for Elena. That Elena showed back up in Uncharted Two. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because they okay they they like wrote her in as the love interest in Uncharted One, but at the end it was uh, you know I can't even say because I don't remember the end of Uncharted One. But at the in Uncharted Two, it seems like Drake has a new love interest, and then Old Flame shows up and immediately forgets about the new girl. Well, he has history with her, but yeah, the line that killed me is midway through the game whenever you meet up with Elena and Drake has that that white knight complex to protect her because she's an innocent person. He feels that he's not. Uh, Chloe pulls him aside at one point and is like, hey, dance with the partner that brought you, huh? And <laughs> that line always pulls at my heartstrings. Yeah, and then... I will say I do like the the fact that Chloe and Nadine essentially got their own game in Uncharted uh, Lost yeah. Legacy. That's the that's the one with them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm glad that they brought Chloe back for that. Uh, and the third one. And I will say that when you play through all three, yeah, obviously Nate and Elena are a thing. Yeah. And they should be a thing. But for me, having just started with two. I felt so betrayed when he went for Elena. <laughs> well, I mean that that like, shows fuck good. It ain't even half as cool as Chloe is. That shows good writing, though. Yeah, and great directing. Um, 
a couple other like fun tidbits I want to share. Uh, uh, Robert Zemeckis, the genius behind the Back to the Future trilogy, really, really, really spent the latter part of his career trying to uh, push motion capture. And so that's how we got Polar Express with those dead eyes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and Beowulf, which I am like. I, I am I supposed to be thankful? Well, that work leads into Uncharted then using motion capture, which is now all of a sudden an industry standard. Yeah, because now yeah. they can do it without making people look dead inside. <laughs> Mostly. Unless you're playing L.A. Noir. No. Uh, I uh, that it doesn't bother. I don't think I'm bothered by the uncanny valley because not even Polar Express bothers me. I throw that out because I know most people are uncomfortable with it. I'm fine. I'm I'm more bothered by stilted performances. Yeah. Um. But yeah. See. Okay. So Uncharted Two was fucking awesome, right? It's so fun, dude. It's literally living Indiana Jones. Yeah. But then we and. Uncharted 2 had the big set pieces. That was one of the things Uncharted was known for, was the big, like, Drake grabs on something, then all of a sudden something starts to collapse, and he's got to dodge the wreckage of a bomber as it falls, and that translated over to Tomb Raider when that got remade. You start the game climbing the train. As it falls. And that is the weakest set piece in the entire game. Yeah. And it's more thrilling than most games offer. I mean, it's definitely more thrilling than anything Call of Duty offered. Yeah, post, and... Uh, uh, Post-nuclear radiation death. Uh, Medal of Honor Warfighter has a very has a couple very thrilling scenes that also don't hold a candle to anything that Uncharted can pull off. I never played Warfighter. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then we get to Uncharted 3, and here's the thing. Uncharted 3, while still good, did not hit the level that 2 ever hit. And I so, I have a theory as to why. So do I. I want to hear yours. They added multiplayer. And so they, they basically stopped focusing 100% on the story to add in a mediocre third-person shooter multiplayer. Well, okay, I could see that, though behind the scenes there's even more going on. For one thing, the team was split into two for the first time. Right. Uh, for the other thing, I, I don't know. Like, I actually really do like Uncharted 3. It, it, it didn't, the first go-around didn't grip me the way that 2 did. But uh, but having owned it in subsequent playthroughs and all that, it's genuinely a great game. Very enjoyable. They do a lot good. However, they split the team in two, one to work on Last of Us, one to work on Un Uncharted 3. Uh, there was almost nowhere to go. Like, it's very hard to top two. And at that point, Amy Hennig had left. And uh, I believe it's Neil Druckmann who came in and directed. Three. Is is he the same guy who directed four? Possibly. He is. Uh, 
it's Druckmann and Straley together who did uh, The Last of Us. Okay. Druckmann is kind of the new head guy. So, yeah, he probably did do four. And this was when Hennig left to go join EA and the Star Wars team, right? Well, it's 2011. I don't know how long that Star Wars title was in development, but it's way before it was ever announced what she was working on. But it's it's very possible that she left to go shape up the uh, the team at EA. Yeah. Fair enough. And I mean, Uncharted Three still had its you know crazy action set pieces, like the the scene where you're falling out of the cargo plane into the desert. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. We also got to see a little bit of Drake, uh, of, uh, Drake's childhood. The the childhood part was great. Uh, that is a master class in, like, particularly whenever you start getting chased across the, the rooftops, that's a master class in how to design a level it's because a- it looks wide open, and yet it's very easy to tell where you're supposed to go. It's just a shame they basically rewrote it in Uncharted 4. Cause they oh, added, I didn't know that. Well, because if you remember in Uncharted 3... Drake was an orphan living on the streets. You know? See, I, I'm, I'm assuming that you're going to get to the whole Evan 4 magically introduces a brother. Yeah. But <laughs> there's tons of Drake's back backstory that's not elaborated on. We only know that one scene, which is just to set up his relationship with Sully more than explain his backstory. And being a pulp hero all uh, Indiana Jones. Well, set up his relationship like with just, Sully he, and the villain. Yeah. But it's basically it's just easier for me to swallow. Yeah. Also, uh falling out of the airplane is amazing. Somehow trekking through the desert isn't as boring as it should in all rights be. But the following scenes I didn't feel lived up to it. However, I want to point out the boat. The the boat sinking. The boat was an awesome yeah. segment. That was Uncharted 3. I thought that was Uncharted 2. Nope. No, the boat was, uh, was 3. Huh. Yeah, Uncharted no. 2 is climb the train, uh, run away from the truck, uh, uh, fall in the building, then make your way on the train. That's that's its biggest set uh, set pieces. Okay. It Like I said, it's been a while since I played any of these. I I will say my one issue with three, with the desert portion, was Nathan Drake currently wandering the desert for hours, if not days on end, finally comes to a settlement full of dudes with guns and proceeds to go full-on Rambo, even though it was literally his last legs that got him there. Like he was yeah. on the verge of passing out, gets there, and then it's like, oh, I gotta go uh Rambo and kill all these guys. Excuse me while I run, sprint, jump, shoot, dip, yeah. dive, dodge, dip and dodge. And it's a very intense action scene. It, 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 I didn't care for it. Also You forgot dodge. I, no, I that's always... the one I forgot. <laughs> I have always had issues uh, with the gunplay 
in Uncharted 3. I did not know this, but apparently there's actually a patch for the original version because it shipped broken. Really? Yeah. And gunplay was even looser than it was in the original Uncharted. And I don't remember that because I swear I picked up Uncharted 3 on launch. And I just don't remember that for the life of me, but I also just played it through it for the story, so I wasn't paying too yeah. much attention. I just learned this, like, yeah, very mm-hmm. recently. Well, and yeah, that's something to look into. But yeah, I, I think out of Uncharted 3, that was my only major was the sudden, like, revival from Death's Door to get into a gunfight and then solve the mystery. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't it doesn't take much for me to believe my Paul Piero can make it, but it does take something. Yeah, have him like fall it. into the well, and it you know there's water at the bottom, so he you know yeah gets rehydrated, so he's not literally on death's door anymore. Yeah, he drinks his way out of the well like the guy from Beer Fest <laughs> tried to. Yeah, but you were you were talking about the shit set piece and that was yeah that was a fantastic set piece one thought they, you said shit one th- <laughs> yes the shit scene no so that ship set piece they basically tried to mirror it for tomb raider when it came out because really? it's it starts off with the uh endure- endeavor sinking oh yeah yeah you know what it would be nice if on Unch- i mean they're very different games, making telling very different stories. But it would have been cool if Uncharted Ape just a little bit from Tomb Raider doing uh, the death scene. Oh God, the ten million, t- a thousand ways to die in the death type of shit. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that, like- that that would be interesting. But I feel like too many people would just spend their entire time finding every way to. Die. I think that's a scorpion over there. I'm going to go touch it. I think that's a snake right there. I'm going to go touch it until I die. I look yeah, over there. That's a tiger. Uh, uh, considering how brutal no, the I, heard, I don't care. Let's go touch it. I want to I want to bring I want to bring in a couple of my favorite things about Uncharted 2, bro. Uh I it was the first time that I ever heard I'm sweating like a hooker in church. Really? And yeah, that that's a hilarious line from Victor Sullivan. I know, but I'm just more surprised that that's the first time you've ever heard I'm sweating like a whore in church. I didn't know that that was a famous colloquial term. Very well. Anyway. All right. And then for Drake to just reply, you brought a hooker to church? The the acting in the games are is phenomenal. No, everybody um, in those games, more or less, does a great allegedly. job. Allegedly, allegedly. Well, no, yeah. listen. Allegedly, from Nolan North himself, uh, they took the actor who played Lazarevich, the big bad of the game, who is a very buff, scary, scarred dude. Like facially scarred, uh, scary man. The actor who played him 
they got to reenact the scene where Chloe straddles Drake by having him just do the mocap alone and say the lines and then replaced her model with him. And somewhere there is video of Lazarevich straddling Drake and then going in for a smooch. <laughs> and I just, I want this footage. Like, I need to see this. It sounds hilarious. <laughs> see, that's called fun in the in the design room. Yeah. It also sounds like a nightmare waiting to... Yeah, that too. Oh, it would be a total nightmare. Wait, and not nightmare? like... Not a nightmare because ooh icky gay, but just because Lazarevich, the ugliest motherfucker to ever exist. Ugh. Oh, It'd man. be like watching Darth Vader do a lap dance. Oh, I've seen that video. Uh, oh, I don't mean any of your homemade Halloween parts. Darth up. Vader dancing to "I'm Too Sexy." Yeah. I'm too sexy for my shirt. <laughs> oh. So sexy, I it mean, literally hurts. My skin is peeling. God I mean, help there me. There was that one Star Wars game that had a dance party in it. Oh, oh no, there, there was the Star Wars dance game. Yeah, Star Wars Connect yeah. that had basically just dance. God. And was apparently good gameplay-wise? The just dance part was, yeah. Yeah, I think that was the only thing people said was good. No, it was the well, that's the thing. It wasn't just dance. It was dance central mechanics. Oh, that yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was that was the ridiculous thing was they took the mechanics from Dance Central, which was the good dance game, and that's slapped it on slapped it into there instead of just dance, and then Yeah, Dance Central went the way of the dinosaurs, which makes me sad because I actually enjoyed that game. I I like no the, we don't. I I like this image that I have now of you just waiting in line to buy Dance Central, only to find out that it's just just Dance now. And, I mean, I worked at a GameStop during that time frame, so when I found out that Dance Central was no longer going to be made, it did make me have a sad. I feel bad for Harmonics in general. Yeah, they did get a raw end. Yeah. Ross, it's a shame that they even made. We Rock made Band the superior. <laughs> we made the superior uh, dance game, but got overshadowed by the inferior one. Uh, we made Rock Band at the time, whenever everything was uh, Guitar Hero. Free. Yeah, and we literally created Guitar Hero, only to have it shipped off to NeverSoft. Yeah. Uh, Sad days. Very anyway, sad. the future is unclear for the fu- for the Uncharted series. Uh, After The Last of Us 2, I would like to see Naughty Dog try their hand at something else. But given that they've proven they can do a good spinoff, should Uncharted have games in the future? I think if they do, they're going to be focused on Drake's daughter. Yeah, it'll be the kid. It'll it'll, it'll be, be a continuation kid. with the kid. like Drake is gonna play the role of Sully. To to her, so he'll still be in the game, but he'll be an NPC, and she will be your main character. Yeah, he'll See, show up I'm, at random hear... points and just be like, "What are you doing? I hear Stop being like home. me." 
I hear your tone as you say, it'll probably be Drake's daughter. Drake will be the Sully role. Like, I hear your tone during that, and yet it doesn't match how I'm reacting to the words you're saying. Because that sounds pretty dope to me. I thought I was... I didn't think I had a bad tone when I was saying, that's just my voice, man. (laughs) You were slightly monotone with like, it's just gonna, it's gonna be this with this and this. It it was very matter of fact, not like, yeah, I imagined it to be this and this and this, and that would be kind of cool to see. There was no enthusiasm. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry that there wasn't enthusiasm. That's just what I legitimately think is gonna happen. You don't think that we'll see more Chloe and Nadine adventures no, or I, I other think, members of the team? I think we will Who's get that guy. Um uh the Jason Statham of the group in Uncharted Three. I'd like to see what he was like before he was, you know, gunned down unceremoniously. <laughs> I I Spoilers alert. I don't remember him as a character. No, I definitely think they'll do more Nadine and Chloe. Hell. They might do an Uncharted game, but maybe it won't be Drake playing the role of Sully. Maybe it'll be uh, Chloe or Nadine. I don't think Chloe can be a mentor because of the person she is. It'll be Elena. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Elena takes Sully's place as support because she knows her daughter's going to go out and do dumb things, but she's going to make sure she gets back okay. And she can't trust her father to do that because he almost didn't make it back a few times. Yeah, that's the thing is if the protagonist is the daughter, then obviously she has to be the one that is into the adventure too much. And whoever her mentor is, is the one that reels her back to reality every once in a while. Be like, hey, look around you for a second. Yeah, and that could could give us a good opportunity to play as like... It, almost the entire game is like a young Drake, so maybe it focuses a little yeah. bit more on stealth and puzzles yeah. than gunplay. I could see Would that. Would you be upset if they toned down the gunplay? Would I be upset? No. Yeah. Me either. I, I Don't think... get me wrong, I have a blast, but... It... And, and, and gunplay is usually how they manage to stage some of the... Uh, bigger action set pieces but now that they've introduced stealth and even in uncharted 3 where they really upped the combat to be better the the actual melee hand to hand i like that more i like the i like the pugilism aspect a little bit more than the gunplay so this is i I won't call this a a, uh, random segue but what about a uncharted game in the control scheme vein of Dead by Dawn. Dead by Dawn? I don't know. You mean Dead by Daylight? No. I don't know either. Dead by Dawn. Uh, Man of Medan. Oh, Until Dawn. This is the until second dawn. time Why do you've I done keep... this. Wow. I Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've said Dead by, dead by Dawn and until daylight i can't believe you've done this i can't believe you've done this now see that would i think that would be straying too far away from it it would i okay hold on i could see i could see as 
Maybe. Well, I don't want to say. Well, wait, I have. I, 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 I need to have a point of reference here. Are you saying an action adventure, like a pulpy action adventure game that is in the vein of the playable movie genre? Yes. Okay, I'll take that. Just don't call it Uncharted. But I, I would absolutely love that. I, yeah, I am well, a and, sucker yeah, maybe, I, I, I could definitely, I could definitely say, don't call it. Yeah, don't call it Uncharted. Call, call it something else or whatever. But having a style of game like that, where it's, yeah. you have puzzles, you have, you know, plat- technically platforming. It's just, you know, choose your own adventure on your way up this cliff. You choose yeah. poorly, yeah. and it might not end so well. You chose yeah, I am, poorly. I am a sucker for the the playable movie genre, the the adventure game, the modern adventure game. And so I, I'm down for it to branch out into more uh, more genres itself. Uh, whenever Until Dawn came out, I've never played it, but knowing that it's a classic slasher flick done in that style I, sold me immediately i'm yeah. still unspoiled on that game i hope you remain and that way because it's one i, pl- it it is is one I plan to eventually play it is a good fucking game which is why i was yeah. so disappointed by manama dan but i i know manama dan is shorter and also like meant to be played like co-op with another person multiple yeah. times so I mean, I'll take but what I can. Hell get. yeah, I'd take a I'd take yeah. an adventure movie in that in that vein. But yeah, no, I I agree with you. I just don't call it Uncharted. Okay. Yeah, for for Uncharted moving forward, I would like to see an evolution of Uncharted. I don't. I kind of don't want to play as Drake anymore personally. Um, yeah. but I would like to see. Unless it's like you know an older story, but it, they seem to have a linear progression despite. Like, uh, what was it? I'm not going to get into it. Whatever. The second, the second Indiana Jones movie is actually a prequel to the first. Well, no. Uh, um, do you remember my discussion on Gears of War? Vaguely. In terms of evolution for it? Vaguely. It, it, Uncharted kind of has the same thing, where you're following the same group of people in each of the Uncharted's. You have the same thing happen in Gears. They've done a little bit of change-up with the main cast, but it's like, eventually, who will always show up in Gears of War? Always. Yeah. Scratch one grub. Yeah. It, it. Marcus Phoenix will always be a main character of Gears of War, and it's like, this is literally a war where 75% of the human population gets decimated, but this one asshole somehow manages to every major firefight, every major conflict every comes out from the other side and is like, all right, I'm going to retire. Into the plot. Yeah. I'm going to retire because I want to grow my tomatoes. Yeah. Now <laughs> I got my tomatoes. My dumbass son's gotten involved with the car. You hear me? My tomatoes. <laughs> but, but yeah. It's... You and your artichokes <laughs> can go to hell. Anyway, but, that's Gears but, of War uh, Six. Marcus versus the Artichoke people. Mar- Marcus ends up in the Cogs for 
uh, zombies. Oh, yeah. Plants Plants vs. Cogs. (laughs) No, he's just going to be a playable character in the next Plants vs. Zombies game. But but no, I, I see Uncharted currently kind of going down that pathway if they yeah. decide to make another Uncharted and they bring back Nathan Drake, it's going to start feeling like that Gears of War-esque style where it's like, he will always return. Every yeah. time. And it's like, let let the man die or retire. Just or retire, leave yeah. him be. <laughs> well, again, I don't mind him in a Sully role. I just don't want him as main protect. Yeah, I, I don't, I think you he's... Know, Sully, Sully can tag along a little bit, but he's too old for this no matter what they do with the continuation of the game if drake shows up he will be in an advisory role of some kind so he'll be like your oracle in your ear kind of thing yeah so he'll be i I hope he'll be sully or he'll show up in a couple cut scenes to kind of help out whoever the protagonist is yeah and then not be in the rest of the game so I hope so. But what I would like to see for the Uncharted series is that the next game, uh, the, if they make one, is an evolution of the gameplay in the same way that Uncharted 2 was to Uncharted 1, but even more specifically, an evolution the way that The Last of Us 2 seems to be for the original Last of Us. Even though I know there's going to be a lot of people who don't like last of us 2 i do think already that it's going to be superior to the original gameplay what i can't speak on how they handle story well although i don't see them faulting well i guess only time will tell on that one yeah because got... i would like to know what straley's doing though because we don't hear a lot from bruce straley i see a lot of interviews with neil Druckmann. he's i mean he's probably handling more of the behind the scenes stuff then yeah, I I don't even know if he's the director on the sequel. A quick Wikipedia search could solve this for you. No, there's no way for us to find this information. None oh, at all. I forgot. That. Absolutely not. Uh, but yeah, so that hell's an internet. That was our <laughs> uh, my my magazines haven't covered it yet in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten my most recent Game Informer guide. I hear they, uh, no spoilers. I hear they have some you know, internet out those... California way. <laughs> I know that. I know that uh, GameStop was doing a thing with with Game Informer where, uh, they were just switching people to the digital only version without telling them. Yep. Yep. Because the physical one, no, pretty much no longer exists. Yeah, and if you want the physical copy, you have to say so. Yep. I've never said so, but what I will say is that for the past four years, every February, I have re-upped my subscription despite never going to GameStop for the rest of the year. And for the rest of the year, I get weird spurts of magazine in random addresses. And I don't know what the hell's going on. That is kind of weird. It'll arrive at my place. And I'll get it, and I'll be like, dope. Um, And then I won't see it for like three months. And then my mother-in-law will stop by and be like, by the way, you got this one magazine this month. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's odd. And then I'll receive nothing, and then my dad will come by, and he'll be like, yeah, for the past two months, I got these two magazines. I never end up with all 12, and they never come to the same place twice. 
For a while, mine were going to a church up the street from my parents' house. <laughs> I got a call from the pastor up there once, like, uh, could you come pick these up? I never went to get Oh, them. man. Devil May Cry was on the cover. <laughs> I think it was actually around the time where Last of Us was coming out. Hmm. Uh, but Now, see, if that was my old church, my pastor would have read them. Yeah. I I believe I believe you, based on what you told me about him. Yeah, he's cool. But uh, I think that's a good place to call it for the night. What do you guys think? Yeah, man, we covered a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as always, you can find this show wherever you listen to podcasts, including where you're currently. Oh, wait, wait, wait! One final thing for the listeners. Absolutely not. Do we recommend it? Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thumbs up all around. Yeah. Go. Go. If you it, okay. First off, if you haven't played Uncharted yet, go. Just go do that. It's a good game. Each game only takes about five six hours to complete. So. And it is a blast. Yeah. Like it, you're playing an action movie. Go. Go check them out. They're good. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Either way. You can find this podcast where you're currently listening to it and wherever you find podcasts. You can also find us on Twitter at Gaming Casual Pod and Facebook.com slash group slash Gaming Casual Podcast. But I'm going to be real here. Nobody really checks that anymore. So talk to us on Twitter. Also, tweet at us. Also, um,. Leave reviews if you listen on iTunes or go to Podchaser where we have a list. Just search uh, Alternate Reality Radio or Next Wave. And you can find us and all of our other podcasty friends on there. Leave us a review because it helps get the show some more viewers. And we want to do that. Control? And now... Do I have to? No. <laughs> no. Um... So, normally you can find me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash controlfreak or on Facebook, facebook.com slash review. Uh, obviously, Twitch is where I do gaming and my random streams of random BS, generally with Sedge or if it's a solo play game by myself where I do stupid things. Uh, and Zaguru Review is where Post up my random thoughts on random topics, much like this podcast, only in a written format for your reading pleasure. What's reading? I'm streams and help help me make fun of them for a few hours. Uh, also, fewer dissenting opinions. Yeah. Uh, light. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at King Cagle. And you can find me on Twitter at Sedge underscore gaming and on twitch.tv slash Lord Sedge. Also, absolutely feel free to interact with me on Twitter. Interact with all of us on Twitter. We like interactions. It makes us feel welcomed and included and like we matter. Yeah, feed our egos. <laughs> what egos? He wants to feel like a real twatter. Uh, Someone have an excuse Join me making fun of them on Twitch. Perfect plan. <laughs> Bye, everybody. So long and farewell. <laughs>